Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by Natalie Dunn. So we've talked about this briefly in a couple episodes here and there, you know, little teasers. But today is the day because we are both in our own houses. That's right. No, well, we have roommates, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) We can put holes in our walls if we want. We're paying the mortgage. We are living life, living like Larry. Isn't that right, Natalie? I I suppose. I don't know exactly what that means, but... (laughs) So we've both been in our houses for, what, about a month now? Yeah, almost exactly a month. And we started the process, I want to say, early May, late April... Yeah, I think that our like closing window was about a month exactly. So mid mid to early May. Now, in normal circumstances, house hunting is stressful and exciting. But under COVID, oof, it is ramped up, let me tell you. And we're going to divulge into that. But we, we couldn't do this by ourselves. So a hit and run podcast first. We have two guests, two correspondents, and we're going to give them each their own little intro. First up, a correspondent from St. Louis, Missouri. We have Miss Hillary Padavan. Hello. And live from Columbus, Ohio, we have Mr. Sam Billings. Hey, great to be here. (laughs) As you can tell, they're both extremely (laughs) excited right now because we're talking about houses. So we'll start at the very beginning, deciding to buy a house. And, well, you you can say this better than anybody. Well, yeah, um, I was very pushy about wanting to buy a house because um, I don't want to pay rent on an apartment that I get no equity out of. I had done it all the way through college and was just really fed up with landlords and with rent and everything like that. And apartments suck. I knew that I wanted a house, um, so I kind of dragged him into wanting a house, too. <laughs> and I completely agreed with the getting equity out of something. And I just wanted to be able to mow my own lawn and paint my own walls. And I also was like, I'm 25. I should probably invest in something that's more than Ronda the Honda, which was only an investment <laughs> made like five months ago. But Which I also had to push you into buying your own car. You're welcome. Building credit. Let me tell you. I mean, a year and a half ago, I didn't even have a credit card. All I had was a debit card. And... You know, look at me now. And guess who also <laughs> encouraged him to get the credit card? So why did you guys decide <laughs> to buy a house? Um, I think for us, it was a little bit more, I don't want to say impulsive because that makes us sound irresponsible and we're not, but it was a little bit more, we were just sort of talking about it and it was kind of a, we were in the middle of COVID and we were thinking about the next couple of years and thinking about what, uh, what our plans are looking like and how we weren't going to be doing any traveling this year and we probably aren't going to be doing any traveling next year because we have a wedding next fall and (laughs) we were just sort of talking about well we could just buy a house and we joked about it a little bit and then we did just a little bit of research and we were like maybe we could like if we saved a ton this summer maybe by like fall we could like realistically look at houses and maybe, you know, COVID will make the market go down a little bit and it'll be a really good time to buy a house and maybe things will work out and maybe we should consider it. And then we kind of sat down and did the math and we realized that not only could we afford it, 
we wouldn't be paying that much more than we were paying for our apartment and we would still be able to pay for our wedding which was also a big question mark a big consideration for us so we i think from from day one of maybe we could buy a house to calling our a realtor i think was maybe five days no it was less than that it was like two or three days yeah it was a couple days um so on a sunday we called the realtor that both of sam's cousins had used within the last year in the columbus area so we knew he was great and then we talked to him on sunday he recommended a lender for us to get pre-approved and we called on monday and we started the pre-approval process and that weekend we looked at our first house it was like a one week process from like consideration to being in the process i don't know what was what was your timeline so yours was a little more calculated than us in some <laughs> ways and not the other ways. I will briefly just agree with you in that it's same in St. Louis as Columbus, where we looked at the numbers and it was just as much to buy a house as it was to rent. I'm sure it's not like that in a lot of areas, but we kind of just happened to be in two mm-hmm. sweet spots where it's like, well, this makes just as much sense if not more sense, but... And by sweet spot, you mean rent is ridiculously expensive? Oh, yeah. And you're not <laughs> getting the quality of, no. like, you're not getting the bang for your buck. We were paying, I mean, I'll just dive, divulge the numbers. We were paying 1200 for a two-bedroom, two, like, two-bath apartment, and we bought a, or paying a 1400 for a three-bedroom, two-bath two house with, like, a basement and an attic and... Like a backyard and everything. And you actually and own it. I was going to say, yeah. and you know, it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> I also just want to say that house buying is like part impulse, but then part calculation where you are running the numbers and then you're looking for everything. But then once you kind of have those numbers and you're like, okay, this is what I can afford. You're like, bang, give me my house right now. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of, um, we got pre-approved. We started that process and we actually got pre-approved too low because I didn't really know what I was doing. So we had to get that adjusted a few times. Um, to get to where we could actually uh, buy a house that is what we were looking for. Well, we were kind of naive and we're like, 120,000, that will buy us a great house. And then we started looking and we're like, that's not really going to (laughs) work. Yeah. So, but I mean, the difference between 120 and 150 monthly was realistically really low. So Mm -hmm. we just kind of kept going up and up until we figured we were uncomfortable after a certain point. Um, So that's kind of where we started. And then it is a lot of you see a house and then with the market the way that it is, and we, we might get into this a little bit, not that we're super knowledgeable, but um, we toured our, our house came onto the market on a Monday morning at like three in the morning. I happened to check. I called our realtor. We scheduled an appointment. We toured it and we put an offer in on the same day. And then the next day, our offer was accepted. So it is a lot of preparation and thinking, oh, like we might get a house by July. We might get a house by August. We'll just have to see what's out there. But as soon as you find something you like, you better move fast or it is gone. And as far as having a real estate agent, we got lucky in that her cousin Justin is a house appraiser, but also is a licensed and qualified real estate agent. So we just called them when we kind of got actually serious about buying a house and we're like, hey, who want to help us with this? (laughs) And it was then when it came to actually looking at houses, I like. I never told you this, but in my head, it was like Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears, where the first house we looked at was a little too hot, and then the second house we looked at was a little too cold, and then this one that we're currently sitting in, mm, it was just right. 
Yeah, I could definitely <laughs> tell. Like when we toured houses, I was the more enthusiastic one. Like, oh my gosh, we could make this one work. This one would be perfect for us. But you were always a little less enthusiastic, not still excited. Like if we had gotten those other houses, I know you would have been happy. But when we toured this one and my mom said the same thing, when we toured this one and you were the first one to say, this is the house, it was like, oh, oh, this is it. This is it. This is the house. Let's go. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. Well, the first house we looked at, I'll briefly say this, was this beautiful little green townhouse right next to historic Main Street in St. Charles. But there was a ton of work that needed to be done on it so much that we actually put an offer in on it and the bank well it's not that the bank wouldn't do it but the owners were only accepting a cash offer because people had put offers in before us and the bank was like we're not doing this this house is unlivable so like wow. there could only be a cash offer and looking back i'm glad we we didn't do that because we would have been in a little bit over our heads we're like yeah we can deal with all the construction costs and then just dealing with what we're dealing with now trying to get our furniture like oh no i don't want to deal with all those contractors <laughs> the second house was also in saint charles it was like three bedrooms two baths like a pretty big ranch style house and realistically it was like a hundred and sixty thousand dollar house right they would listed it at 125 or something like that and we naively put in 135 <laughs> like we didn't go much over and we were beat out for that but we learned a very valuable lesson that is the escalation clause. Ooh, mm -hmm. and in your offer, you can state, and I believe you guys did this. Did you guys do this? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I believe I told you about this, where you can say, I'm going to put in 135, but I will go 1,000 over whatever the best offer is up until this point. Mm -hmm. So with this house, we, I'm not going to get into the numbers on this house, but we Put the escalation clause in went about twenty thousand over what we originally put but because of the escalation clause we got this beautiful little house in the city 10 minutes from downtown budweiser breweries down the road the ballpark the arch we can see the arch a lot when we're you know going to and from work the historic style brick because st louis is like famous for the little cute brick houses and yeah this one was this one was just right <laughs> We had a, a similar experience where, as we were shopping, um, you said, Hillary, where you were planning for like, well, you know, we start the process now and maybe we'll be in a house by like, we were concerned because our lease was up in like July 31st. And we were like, oh, well, so we need this timeline to work so that we're into the house and out of the apartment by July 31st. So worst case, we need to be moving into a house. Like essentially this coming weekend was like our worst case closing date which is hilarious because we've been in our house for a month now. And when we started, our realtor was like, this timeline is not an issue. So um, we actually sort of dove right in where our, the first house that we looked at was just this like, it was perfect. I mean, maybe not as perfect as we wanted to believe it was at the time, but in terms of like the condition of the house, like everything in it was perfectly maintained the roof was brand new the hvac was brand new like everything in the house was in perfect condition like we would this house was the closest thing to move in ready that you can get and we were like there's no way this is the house right but we had to put an offer in because even our realtor was like you can't not put an offer in on this house you're not going to see another house like this and of course we didn't get that house but i think that that being the very first house we looked at and being like literally seven days after we decided we were 
going to look into buying a house, we were ready. Like we were like, okay, like this could, now we're in it. Like any house could be the house. I will say we were ready, but we were also a little overwhelmed. Like, holy smokes, this is going really, (laughs) really fast. Yeah. We looked at a couple houses and, you know, some were not great and like we dismissed right away. We looked at a house and it was like, wow, this is really nice. And it had an issue um, that we were willing to put up with. It had a crack in the foundation, but it had been observed for several years and it wasn't going to be an issue. And we were like, okay, well, let's put an offer on this one. We didn't get it. And then a house came on the market on that same street. And we, I was looking at my phone and went, man, this looks kind of nice. I'm not sure exactly if we want to look at this. It's a little bit of a different layout than we've been looking at. And my realtor, our realtor called me at that second and was like, do you guys want to see this house? It's on the same street as that other house that you really liked. And I was like, you know what? Let's go see it. So he booked us first thing the next morning at like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. It was the very first viewing on this house. Yeah, we were the first viewing. We walked in and I said, holy smokes, this is a beautiful house. We, this might be the one. And, we, and when we pulled into the oh. driveway... We realized that it was literally the house next door to the one that we had put an offer in on the previous weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> and this one was a little more expensive, but we walked through the house and we were like, "No, this is perfect." Like there were paints stuff we have to do, but it was like this is a the perfect layout. Like this is our house, mm-hmm. and we put an offer. We put an offer in on that morning. Like we walked away saying. Let's, let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. send us the paperwork as soon as you can. We had it done by like noon. They asked us for a letter uh, because the previous owner had lived in this house for like 15 years. She raised like her first kids in this house. So we wrote a letter all about ourselves and everything. And we got called at like nine o'clock that night. It wasn't even. It was like oh, 4 p.m. Yeah, it was like 4 p.m. That we got a call. I was like, you guys got the house. It was like 12, not even, not even 24 hours. When we we saw the house on the, online and he called us and we had confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, we had a little snafu um, when we put in our bid for this house. So we came, we toured, we put in the offer that day. Um, and then my realtor and cousin Justin told us, hey, I haven't heard back from the realtor. So we followed up with him again and called him. And the realtor said, oh, the name that he has attached to his profile on whatever realtor website that they use or program that they use is not the one that he actually checks so he hadn't even gotten our offer and there were at this point four other offers on this house and so justin was rightfully mad he's like are you kidding me that could have cost us the house just because you don't check your stupid email the one that you put on this website please update it um so we got that worked out but that was one of the many like heart drops when we were getting this house and the process of being approved for this house but we also like you guys, wrote a letter. <laughs> yes, we wrote a little letter to every single house, I think, just about that we put an offer in. And I don't really think that the letter did anything. We just happened to have the highest offer and we had a letter. Because um, I don't think that this dude, we learned later that he lived in this house, but then rented it out for years and years and years. So I don't really think he had any sentimental value attached to this house. But hey, letters yeah. can't hurt. <laughs> I think it was funny because we had actually... We kind of like joked about it. We didn't really think it was something that people did, but we were like, I mean, can we just attach a picture of like us with our cute cat and like how cute we are? Like, 
you know, we're getting married and this is our first house and we can settle down here and it's our starter house and can we just like write him a letter and put a picture of how cute we are? And then our realtor was like, um, she wants you to send a letter and maybe some pictures. You can include like a picture of your cat if you want. And I was like, okay, well. Oh, like they wanted yeah, you like to send the letter. Yeah, like she requested it after they were considering oh. our offer. She requested the letter before she accepted our offer. Like she wanted that as a requisite. I think it was actually the realtor of the previous owner was like, I think it would be a great step forward for you guys to mm-hmm. submit this letter because she had known, uh, the owner's realtor had known that it was their first, it was like their first big house and uh, they had a lot of sentimental. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, so they, the realtor requested it. So we were like, okay, um, big picture of Ellie, like half the page. And then like a little, you know, words about us, but mostly just a big picture of Ellie. We, all four of us got our say yes to the dress <laughs> moment, but instead of a dress, Which is also crazy because we literally closed on our houses within a week of each other. And we both moved in within a week yeah. of each other as well. We very much were like <laughs> step by step going through this whole process together, which I love. Like it was so comforting knowing that there were not only just two other people I knew, but like two of my best friends, like all four of us were going through this crazy journey together. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is great. Like we're we're doing things, <laughs> doing them together. Took some yeah. of the stress off. I'm glad I took it off of you. I do love you guys, even though I don't know you super well. But for me, it was a very much an echo chamber of stress because we had so much almost go wrong while we were getting the house. Um, like there's the knob and tube wiring. So we had to get quotes to have electricians come and update that because it's just kind of a fire hazard and not safe. Um, and then at some point, Robbie got a new job, which was awesome. And I did the responsible thing, mind you. The job wasn't that awesome, <laughs> no, for the record. <laughs> the job wasn't, but you were getting out of a somehow even worse job to get to this pretty meh job. Um, and I did the responsible thing, and I told our loan officer. And she said, oh, well, because he's leaving his job and he'll be at a new one, he won't be at his new job long enough for us to be able to qualify his income on it. So now... They have to qualify it just on my income. And I don't make a whole (laughs) lot of money. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know what calculation they do. I don't know what equation they put into it. But if I were to be the only one paying for this house, I would not be able to pay for it or afford it. I would go bankrupt in a week and it would be terrible. So I don't know what how they did it, but they qualified me. So that was stressful. And they told me, do not touch your credit cards. Do not look (laughs) at your credit cards. Do not do anything. No new lines of credit. We were supposed to buy our furniture like two weeks earlier, but because I couldn't touch my credit, we couldn't, you mean, because we had to open a store credit in order to be able to do monthly installments on the furniture because it's pretty expensive. So we couldn't do that for a few weeks. So that was stressful. And I literally just put my credit card away and didn't even look at it or touch it. Good gosh. Was that the only thing to go wrong? The only other things? I think that was it. As far as like actually buying the house, and I'm going to step in and because there are just clusters of issues when you buy a house it is a glass case of emotion to quote ron burgundy but there's there's definite highs which we kind of talked about and then once you actually have the house which you guys went through the same thing getting to actually holding the deed you're like oh crap now i know why people are stressed (laughs) out to the max when they do this i think for us probably 
the most stressful thing in terms of like the buying process and everything really was just that um, because of COVID, um, Sam was temporarily laid off for a couple weeks. And so we did have sort of a, a gap of time where it was like we were looking at houses, but our loan officer was kind of like, well, like technically you shouldn't really be putting in offers right now. But basically, if you just want to like, he just has to be employed by the time you close on the house. So if you want to take that chance, because we didn't exactly know when he was going back to work. So it was a little bit stressful to just like be taking a bit of a gamble when we were putting in offers, but it ended up working out fine because he was he was back to work by the time we, we put an offer in on this house. But um, that was definitely a big question mark in the process. One of the things that made it feel a little more impulsive than it may have been. But uh, once we got into the house, I mean, aside from learning that the previous owners were terrible at painting and doing anything that involved walls, um, I have never in my life seen walls that have more issues with like things that were patched poorly or incorrectly or hell so yeah <laughs> many wall anchors in the walls of this house i don't think i've ever seen anybody <laughs> use so many wall anchors in a single like in the vicinity of a one home like th there could be multiple apartments stacked on top of each other and you wouldn't use as many wall anchors as these people did they thought they could just do all of the home improvement stuff themselves where they really just should have hired professionals a couple of times and it would have saved them a lot of it or it would have saved us a lot of anguish. <laughs> I don't know if it really bothered them, but it should have. Yeah. We're the real victims here. <laughs> and really it's here. not even like you need to hire people to do everything for you. Just Google, like literally just look up how to paint a room. It, it's not even that. It's like, okay, they're bad at painting. <laughs> You know, not everybody's great at painting, but then you like you walk through a room and there's two different types of trim in the room. And it's like, how do you even mess that up? Now, did you guys also have flesh colored walls? Because we had flesh colored walls and it wasn't Really, this room is great. the closest to flesh colored that we have. Um, it's a light brown. Now it's my craft room slash office, so I haven't exactly decided what to do with it yet. But the only room that we had to paint. And by had, I mean, I would have burned the house down if I didn't paint it, was our master bedroom was this gross, faded yellow. It was atrocious looking. It was it was yellow from like probably 10 years ago, and it's been like faded and patched, and it was They the painted over room. patches with a color that was literally not the same color. Like it was a yellow, but it wasn't the same yellow. Maybe she was colorblind, and we're just making fun of the colorblind now. Or, you know, like avant-garde. <laughs> Art enthusiast. I don't know what was going on. The Maybe that's where all the wall anchors were for. They put just blackout curtains <laughs> like across possible. the whole room. That's possible. Maybe they were vampires, and they didn't want to sleep. Well, then they wouldn't they want all the windows, though. Bright. They wouldn't want the light. Oh, shoot, you're right. <laughs> I retract that statement. So we're running out of time, but I do think this is going to be installment number one because, you know, we own these houses now. So this will be like a reoccurring series, Adventures in Houses, featuring the lovely Sam and the lovely Hillary. So before we wrap this up, though, I think we should just go around and we should say one thing we loved about the house buying process. And then we both have pretty quirky houses. So then say one quirk about your house that you just absolutely love. So it's all love. I can't say something that I dislike. <laughs> I think we had our chance to vent this episode. 
We'll push it. Oh, I could keep going all day. We'll push it to episode number two. (laughs) This is supposed to be a lighthearted podcast. (laughs) Not one have to do everyone's jobs for them. (laughs) The best part about the house buying experience was uh, when we talked to the lender. I won't even say the best, but it made me laugh out loud. Uh, We were talking to the lender and she brought up uh, gift money and whether or not our family would be giving us money to buy the house. And I literally, I, I looked at Natalie and I just laughed out loud. And she, I think it took her aback because I was like, no, we're not getting any money. We're, we're buying this house and then we're also going to pay for our wedding next year. We're not getting any money from our family. And uh, I think the, the quirkiest thing about our house that I love is uh, our master bedroom has a window Man, into, you took mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping one of you were going to say that. What, it was a fight of who got to go first. Our master bedroom has a window into a cathedral ceiling in part of our living room, which leads out to two windows in the back wall of the house. It lets in a ton of light, but it's really hard to explain. You have to light. You have to see it. it and it's so it's so bizarre. I don't know who designed this. And our realtor was like, oh, yeah, you should just you should just patch this up and fill it. And I'm like, no, this is great. It lets in a bunch of light. It's so weird. I like it. Also, it's great because I promise you this. When we visit, I will bring Nerf guns <laughs> and we will utilize that window to the fullest in our strategies. Right. Sounds good. Well, um, I'd say my favorite part of the house buying experience, I think it was a little different because we were shopping for a house in the middle of a pandemic. So obviously there were a lot of precautions we had to take and it wasn't quite as fun just because we had to be really cautious and we were half, you know, looking at the house and half like, oh, I don't want to touch anything or did I just touch that? Do I need to wash my hands again? Like it was, there was an added layer of stress, but honestly, I really enjoyed looking at houses. I mean, it was super fun to like walk through a house and say, oh, this could be my office or we could do this or this would look really good in purple or like, oh, our, like your chair could go in that corner. Like I thought it was super fun walking through houses and actually looking at them, even though the whole time it was more just like me getting more and more impatient, like, okay, but I want one of these houses. And my favorite quirk in our house, obviously Sam took the the good one, the best quirk in our house. I think my favorite quirk is just our backyard as a whole, I would say is just kind of quirky. Like it's it's pretty small, which is what we wanted. We wanted a small yard that was maintainable and not a ton of work, but our backyard is probably the most like flawed part of our house because we have this shed where they put it at the bottom of a hill So all of the wood siding is like rotting from the bottom. So it needs replaced and it looks really sketch, even though the shed itself is really nice. We just have to replace the siding. And then we have this weird bush in the other corner that's just like this lopsided pine bush. And I like it, but it's it's very weird because it's the only tree we have anywhere in our yard. And then we have this wood garden box that the previous owners left for us, which was really nice. Um, but it's literally just growing full of crabgrass right now. Like it's full, like it's a little mini forest of crabgrass and I don't even know what to do with it. But in the future, it can be a very nice little herb garden. So I would say just my favorite and one of the big motivating factors for me getting a house is so that I could live with my cats again. Before this, it had been over a year, probably about a year and a half to close to two years where I did not have my cats anymore. Um, mostly because I was in AmeriCorps 
And then after AmeriCorps, I moved back in with my mom, but she had dogs, so they had to go live with my aunt. Um, so my biggest motivating factor is I wanted to buy a house for my cats, essentially. And every time we'd look at a house, it was, oh, the cats would love this or that. Um, so that's probably it. And then favorite quirk about the house um, is for some reason, and I couldn't explain why, uh, in the basement of our house, there are these beautiful cedar or whatever, some type of really fancy it's ce- Yeah, it's cedar. It's cedar. Cedar closet. Like, huge closets that you open and you have so much storage for clothes in there which is perfect because i have too many of those but like the rest of the basement is so ratchet it's an old unfinished basement that's like a hundred years old and then in this corner sits these cedar closets moisture wicking like it smells wonderful and it's like how long have these been here for (laughs) yeah and who put them in and why did they put those in before making the floor level or taking out the disgusting tile down there or a million other things that that basement desperately needs but for some reason the cedar closets took priority and granted very thankful for them they smell amazing but i just (laughs) i just don't know why they're there my favorite thing about buying a house was that i felt like a princess i'm just kidding but not really (laughs) I kind of talked about it earlier where, you know, that say yes to the dress moment. There was, you know, you got the butterflies and you guys did too. And you stepped in the house and you're like, this is my house. This is my dress. It fit me perfect. I look stunning in it. I just, I love that. I loved walking into a house and being like, yeah, I could, but I bet there's a better one out there. And then luckily, real nice, real (laughs) nice. And that I got to... I mean, we spent a lot of time with your mom looking for houses because she always accompanied us. And I got to meet that was really when I met her cousin, Justin. So like I got to meet him through the process and his girlfriend, Libby. So I just had a blast that it was like a family function for us to go and look at these houses. Oh, I'm glad that you had fun doing this with my mom because I was ready to throw hands with her several times (laughs) over houses and then choices for this house. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed throughout this podcast, but uh, Hillary, much like her mom, are very opinionated. <laughs> hey, I saw <laughs> a bad thing. Not a bad thing. thing. <laughs> not a, I never said that was a bad thing. And then my favorite quirk for the house, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat and I'm going to give two. One of them is that we have two little stained glass windows in the living room. And it's just the best thing at golden hour because the light shines through it like five or six o'clock. And that's it's that sun setting light, too. So you've got that orange tint to it. Just beautiful. And then in the kitchen, it's the kitchen and then the sunroom is attached to it. And there's like this little porthole where you can look through the kitchen into the sunroom and there's no screen or anything. So I love it because the cats just like nap on the shelf in the porthole. And they jump like into the sunroom and out through the porthole. It's just like the best thing. And I'm pretty sure when we first toured the house, we saw the the little porthole is what we call it. And we're like, yep, that's for the cats. And luckily, they've loved it just as much as we were hoping for. And tell them about what you want to do, like from the porthole to the sunroom. One I was day. just going to say, right. you have so, to you have to tell them what you told me when you gave me the virtual tour of your house, though. It's a very specific dream. And you mean idol for him. So the porthole sits right next to where the countertop is and then where the stove is, right? And then on the other side of that, Hillary's mom was nice enough to gift us an island, which we're going to get in a couple weeks. So here's the thing. People will be 
congregating in the sunroom when you guys visit. Congregating in the sunroom, enjoying the sun. We're going to have a little picnic there. We'll get more people over. Some people will be sitting at the island, and I'm just going to be dishing out hot dogs left and right, right? Dishing out hot dogs to the people at the counter and dishing out hot dogs through the porthole. Just, you know, weenies for sale through this porthole. And then somebody's going to raise their hand when they're in the sunroom, and they're going to be like, hey, you got another drink? And I'm going to be like, yes, sir. Snap right to the fridge. I'm going to grab the beer. Beer through the porthole. I'm just going to keep serving those weenies left and right. It's going to be glorious. And I may be dishing out the weenies left and right, but you know who's not a weenie? You listeners out there. And you can follow us on all sorts of social media. That's right. You can follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Facebook, and Apple Music. We'll list the links in our Facebook and our Podbean. And make sure that you visit our Facebook on a daily basis where we're not only posting these episodes, we're posting fun pictures. We're posting polls. We're asking you guys what you like to see and what you like to hear because you don't see much. But we love to interact with our fans and make sure you're sharing this podcast with everybody in your life because I think they could use a little Robbie and Natalie in their life. So, Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that buying a house is stressful but also rewarding, which sounds super cliche and dumb, but I think it's true. Um, and we also learned that owning a house is also stressful, but also rewarding. Sam, what did we learn today? We learned that all houses have quirks, and they're the best parts of houses. Hey, Hillary, what did we learn today? We learned that even when you think that you found the perfect house, you really didn't because someone with more money is going to come buy it, but then you will eventually find the perfect house for you, where you are the person with more money who gets to buy the house. Hey, Robbie, what did you learn today? I learned that escalation clauses are a must when buying a house. I learned that if you ever want that say yes to the dress feeling, you can get that when you buy a house. And I think that you all learned that whenever you want a weenie or just a place to stay, you're always welcome at our houses. This has been the Hit and Run podcast, installment number one of House Adventures. Thanks again to Sam and Hillary for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.